Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to learn how to be an entrepreneur? You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. We'll highlight opportunities for entrepreneurs in digital marketing through interesting, practical, and thought-provoking interviews and monologues. Increase your income and be your own boss by listening to The Entrepreneur Effect. Please welcome your host, a 25-year veteran in sales, management, and business development, Dush Ramachandran. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Entrepreneur Effect. This is Dush Ramachandran, and today, uh, as our guest, we have a very interesting gentleman by the name of Scott Ruick, and Scott has uh, achieved uh, tremendous success in a variety of different areas in internet marketing, so it'll be good to talk to Scott and find out how he came to be where he is, and uh, as we always do, it's always great to learn from people that have been successful. So it's going to be really interesting to chat with Scott. Scott, welcome to Entrepreneur Effect. Hey, Dash, thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate uh, the time. No, it's a pleasure. So um, you know, we know we know a little bit about uh, you know how how you achieved tremendous success, Scott. But perhaps for the benefit of our listeners, um, you can you can start by telling us. 
how you got into the industry. What were you doing before you came into internet marketing? What attracted you to it and how did you get started? Sure, sure. I'd be happy to. Well, you know, I mean, I always, I always start um, by saying that, uh, you know, according to my father, I had the worst resume known to man uh, prior to kind of stumbling upon this industry in 1996. I had uh, graduated from a, a nice, great college in, in uh, Southern California, but really just bounced around from job to job. Um, and in my own head, I really characterize it as finding things that I didn't want to do. But ultimately, I I, uh, I dropped into the Bay Area, which is where I'm from, uh, back in 1996, and uh, I was able to catch the first wave of the um, the internet madness. So I was just around when these amazing, great companies were just taking shape. Uh, things like Netscape and McAfee and sure. Yahoo and all kinds of things. But really, it was it was 1999 that I really got my first ownership opportunity, where I became a partner in a in a company that was just starting off, uh, doing uh, really early days affiliate marketing. So, um, you know, that's really when I started my my career, so to speak, from going from, uh, uh, you know, being an employee. Uh, and I was very, very fortunate to have found an industry that I just absolutely loved back in 1996. I mean, I, again, prior to that, I probably had about 10 different jobs. But but uh, starting in 1999, I kind of began my career in um, in the world of, you know, kind of online advertising uh, affiliate marketing, um, display-based media, that type of thing, and I've kind of gone from there. So uh, from 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 there, I've had a number of uh, different uh, opportunities come my way. I've been very fortunate to have started a number of companies and to spend an awful lot of money buying online media. Uh, even took a company public, uh, which was an interesting run. So I've uh, I've just considered myself very fortunate to to be able to really have a a deep integration in this industry, and it's something that I absolutely just love. Yeah, that is truly fantastic. So, um, you know, you, you mentioned something there that's, uh, that piqued my interest and certainly will pique the interest of a lot of our listeners. Uh, you talked about taking a company public. Uh, was that a company that you started? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's the, the reality is there's many ways to do it, but it, it, it was. Uh, we gathered together a bunch of investors. We raised about $8 million and did what's called a reverse merger into a public company. So again, I mean, there there are many ways to do it, but but it all comes down to kind of an entrepreneur's search for liquidity, right? There, there are businesses that, that are making money each and every day. Uh, by virtue of uh, you know the cash flow they generate, some businesses are bought, some p- businesses use public currency. So really, it comes down to um, your ability to get liquid on on your assets. So we raised eight million. I did it with a gentleman that had done it before uh, with a company called Intermix. So for those of uh, people that have been around for a while, they know that that was the parent company of MySpace. And so, um, so we did that. We were doing an industry roll-up. We we bought six companies, and uh, boy, we did twenty-four million bucks our first year. So not bad. Fantastic, fantastic. So from that uh, from that perspective, having gone through that experience, which uh, not a lot of people have uh, the opportunity to do that, and that certainly is one of the key elements of the American dream, where you know you create an entrepreneurial venture, uh, you you build it up. Yeah, and you take it public, um, and then obviously everybody goes away happy and wealthy and lives happily ever after. That's a that's a fabulous dream, and very very few people have had the uh, the good fortune to be able to participate in something like that. Uh, so for for people that are listening, who many of whom I'm sure um, have the same aspirations, um, 
what are some of the things that you can point to, um, things that you would say to look out for? I mean, things, pitfalls that, that you should perhaps be careful about uh, if you're doing something like building a company and taking it public. Well, you know, I've, I've had the good fortune of having uh, a number of different types of liquidity events. Uh, the first company we started, we were able to sell for $30 million. I've raised uh, nearly $30 million in venture capital, of which we took some money out. And then, of course, going public. I mean, I think each of those opportunities have both their opportunities and their risks associated with them. Um, and so it really depends on the person. I mean, the kind of company they're trying to build. Um, building a company for sale um, ends up being a, you know, a, a long-term endeavor, which has uh, a number of things that entrepreneurs need to pay particular attention to uh, to get that done, much like going public. Um, building a company just for cash flow, which, heck, is not a bad idea at all. I know many people that do that. Uh, it requires its own um, set of set of has its own set of challenges as well. So, I think uh, it, it, you know the person that contemplates doing this really ought to try to figure out what their own unique strengths are and what their long term vision is. Look, taking a company public or selling a company, it's a lot of work, and you know it happens so infrequently. To be totally fair, that it's that it's not for everybody. Um, many people that are that are trying to get that done oftentimes look very enviously on. Those companies that are that are more lifestyle businesses and people that are making a lot of cash flow and don't have those endeavors. So, I think to some degree, you know, we all want what we don't have. Having gone through each of those experiences, um, you know, uh, I think they're all valuable in their own right. It just depends on kind of what what outcomes people really want. Right. So, would you say from that uh, from that standpoint that uh, when you when you build a company for sale. Uh, or if you if you ever have any ambitions to sell a company, then you would start with the end in mind and kind of build it in a particular way. But if you were going to build a company to run as a lifestyle business to generate cash and live a, live a lifestyle that you choose, you might choose to make different decisions about how you build a company. Would that be a fair thing to say? Yeah, that's definitely a fair thing to say. I mean, I, I think that uh, those people that are looking to sell a company, I mean, there are certainly things that that you can do right now that will, you know, vastly increase the value of that company down the road. I mean, the fear there is that, you know, you, you can't necessarily build a company uh, with an end buyer in mind because so much is changing, as you know, uh, Dush, having been uh, in this industry so long, so much changes on a day-to-day -day basis that you really can't, uh, you know, pick a buyer out and say, "Look, in in three years, that person's going to buy me." Um, but 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 doing things like having your your books audited, um, having a real sales funnel. I mean, these are real simple things that any business can do. It actually should do um, when contemplating, you know, selling uh, to somebody higher up the food chain. Um, and like you've said, I mean. I think a lifestyle business has has its own uh, unique things as well. I mean, you may not have you may have all virtual employees as an example, as opposed sure. to having a real office. So, sure, there there are a number of things that um, entrepreneurs can do uh, once they've decided kind of what route is best for them. Great. Well, that's uh, that's that's good advice, uh, Scott. So, uh, well, let's break uh, very quickly for some commercials. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation uh, with Scott Ruick. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more of the Entrepreneur Effect when we return. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. 
Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try my SEO tool risk-free today. Go to myseotool.com. Myseotool.com. Warning: Listening to WebmasterRadio.fm daily may cause webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay up with us all night long. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. You are experiencing the Entrepreneur Effect, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Dush Ramachandran. And we're back. And uh, if you're just joining us, this is uh, the Entrepreneur Effect with Dush Ramachandran. And our guest today is Scott Ruick. And uh, Scott was telling us uh, about his experience in building companies and taking them public. Um, and so let's continue uh, our, our conversation with Scott. Uh, so, Scott, on the, on, the, on the journey that a company would have uh, from its inception to its uh, either going public, uh, to its uh, uh, IPO or, uh, or, or to its uh, sale – there are a couple of different ways you could go based on, and as we talked about in the in the previous segment, um, whether you were you were building the company for sale or whether you were building it to build a lifestyle. Um, you you alluded to sort of different decisions that you would make. Could you, for the benefit of our listeners, could you tell us a little bit about what kind of decisions would you make if you were building a company to take public versus? Uh, the decisions you would make if you were building a company as a lifestyle business that you didn't really want to sell at any point in time? Sure, sure. I mean, I, I think certainly from a lifestyle perspective, well, I mean, I think everyone endeavors to to generate cash flow. I mean, ca- positive cash flow ought to be the the goal of, of almost every entrepreneur that contemplates building a business. So I think that that certainly, uh, you know, taking a company public or let's just say that getting a company sold 
I think I think you've got to look at things um, a little bit differently in terms of systems and infrastructure and uh, customers and those types of things. So a lot of it is just your ability to adequately describe the business to a potential buyer or the public markets. And so, you know, oftentimes uh, lifestyle businesses have everything run in their head and they're very key man dependent. So it's it's the guy with you know the Red Bull sitting behind the computer making his money every day right. with not really anyone to, uh, to to answer to. But the reality is when you sell a company or go public, you've got many people to answer to. And so in many respects, your ability to do this successfully is predicated on your ability to describe, adequately describe, you know, not only the, um, the inner workings of the company, who are your customers, um, uh, walk us through kind of lifetime value of customer, but, but really, and probably equally as important, the bigger picture. You've got to be able to articulate the 90,000-foot the hockey stick view of this business and why it's important. So it really is, uh, you know, I found that when, when, when doing this, you've, you've really got to go into sale mode. And, and, and that really talks about, uh, talks to being able to describe your business um, in ways that, that a particular buyer or the public market um, really want to hear. Um, sure. It comes down to really building infrastructure, right? I mean, the idea of having, uh, you know, an Excel spreadsheet or Google Docs running your business may not suffice to a buyer. So you've got to be able to willing to invest in in architecture and infrastructure and people. Uh, that's another big one is the the people part of it. They want to sure. understand that the entrepreneurs um, uh, has a team around them and has been there before and is not so much key man dependent. So lots of things go on to go go into that decision um, when when you kind of walk down that road. Yeah, that that certainly is very interesting and uh, very good advice. Um, a lot of um, a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs who have probably just started. Uh, they're they're contemplating how to how to move their business forward, and they haven't really made a, a decision as to uh, whether they should run a lifestyle company or whether even that their their company is uh, capable of being sold. Um, not every type of company has a potential buyer, uh, as you know. Um, so if, um, if our listeners were building companies as they are, uh, and if they were to ask you, um, what are some of the hallmarks of a company that uh, is likely to be sold? I mean, what are buyers looking for? Uh, what advice might you be able to give them? Well, I think I, I think people who are contemplating this for the first time ought to know that cash flow is paramount. I mean, the reality is that that most businesses fail in the first year because of their inability to generate cash flow. So, no matter how you do it, right? Whether it's um, you know by hook or crook, they say uh, you've got to find ways to generate a dollar, uh, a single dollar in cash flow, and then build from there. Sure. And you know, more oftentimes people won't even get up to that get up to the plate to even take that swing because. They're more concerned about the type of uh, PC they should get or whether they should get an iPad for, uh, 3 or 2 or decisions that, that generally are not that relevant in terms of your um, your ability to, to build a company. So look, I mean, I think for, for people just starting out, really go after the cash flow. Uh, be willing to change your model as things progress. Be flexible. Uh, be energetic. Um, I think that for in, – in my experience, uh, companies that get bought – uh, companies uh, that go public, to to a large degree, they're betting on the team. 
Um, they're going to take a look at the team that has been assembled, whether it's just a solo entrepreneur or a team that's been assembled, and really look at their track record and figure out, are these the kind of guys or gals that we want to bet on to take sure. this company to the next, into, the next, uh, into the next stage? So, um, you know, there are obviously many things that are important. Companies will look at cash flow, their systems, uh, you know, their competitors, the marketplace. But I think ultimately they want to look you in the eye and say, boy, this is a person that I think I can bet on because they have the right kind of motivation or the right kind of energy to get this company to the next stage. That's that's very, very insightful and very helpful to our listeners. Um, but in terms of uh, building a team, often uh, our listeners who happen to be founders of companies or entrepreneurs themselves um, are often concerned that uh, you know if if they were to build a company and build a team around them and they were to eventually uh, relinquish control of the company, there's change of control and you actually hand the company over to somebody else, um, the, often companies that acquire um, smaller companies tend to put in uh, agreements that lock the original founder into the company for some period of time if there is some level of dependency on that person. So if you've built a company and a lot of the company is based on you, uh, when somebody comes along and buys the company, they usually lock you up within that company for a period of time. Um, what is what is your experience on that? Is that uh, is that relatively common, and uh, is that okay? How does uh, how does life for an entrepreneur or for a founder uh, in a as as uh, an employee of a larger company? How does that work out? Well, yeah, I think I mean I, I've approached this from two uh, two different sides, both uh, being acquired and and buying a company. And look, I think from the acquirer's point of view, their worst nightmare. Is that you? You know, you dump a whole boatload of cash on the uh, the individual responsible for uh, the business they've just bought, and uh, the guy goes out and gets you know five Ferraris and ten new girlfriends and moves <laughs> moves to Hawaii, right? I mean, that's you know that's the biggest thing that they're worried about. I mean, having a business be kind of what we call key man dependent, right? Right. So I mean. When, when really contemplating selling a business, you've got to figure out a way to elegantly remove yourself from the equation and have a buyer say, look, whether this person's here or not, this business has a, a trajectory of its own. So it's a very, very common thing because, again, you know, when you acquire a company, especially if you know going in that uh, you know, 90% of it rests on your shoulders or the shoulders of the entrepreneur you've bought – You've got to find out ways to keep that person interested, despite you know potentially giving them a lot of money. Sure, and so that's that's really the the, the dance that goes on. Um, I had lunch with a, a gentleman yesterday that uh, sold his company for two hundred million dollars. He owned a hundred percent of it, and he was even required to stay on for a couple of years after the transaction. So, you know, and and he owned everything. Um, so right. so. It is very common. Um, it, it's a very common thing to to have happen. And if the company is smart, they'll incent you. They'll they'll make incentives such that they, you really want to stay on. You buy into the bigger picture, and right. hopefully there's a, there's a big pot of gold at the end of your lockout period that you can uh, that you can still earn. So that's that's definitely a very common thing. Great. Well, that's uh, that's again good advice and something that uh, our listeners ought to ponder. And I'm sure many of our listeners are uh, thinking along those exact same lines. Um, so that's very helpful. Um, 
we'll we'll take a short break in a minute, uh, and then when we come back, we'll talk uh, more with Scott Ruick. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more of the Entrepreneur Effect when we return. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. In 500 yards, C-P-A Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of Internet marketing, C-P-A Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, C-P-A Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com. Webmasterradio.fm. Get addicted. Get ahead. You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Dush Ramachandran. And we're back with Scott Ruick on Entrepreneur Effect. This is your host, Dush Ramachandran. Um, and Scott's been telling us about his experiences uh, building uh, and taking companies public and, and selling companies uh, for significant uh, multiples, which is, which is good stuff and I'm sure has been really informative for a number of listeners. Um, so Scott, now that you know you've gone through this cycle a few times, um, and you've made your name in the media buying business, uh, you've done all kinds of very interesting things, uh, all related to internet marketing. What are you excited about right now? What are you promoting? Is there is there a product that you've got in the works, or is there something else that you're doing that uh, our listeners might be interested in? Sure. I mean, I think that, um, you know, I, uh, I guess I'm just, I'll just start by saying that I'm blessed and that I love this industry so much. I, I could not imagine 
hanging up my cleat, so to speak, and doing something else. There's just there's so much going on right now in this industry that keeps me motivated and excited. So I've got several projects that I work on. I mean, I, I do uh, coaching and consulting uh, from time to time to individuals that, that want to leverage my experience to take their companies to the next level. And I do that primarily with a, a site called Media Mentors. It's M-E-D-I-A dash mentors m-e-n-t-o-r-s dot com and so i do i do work with a handful of people that uh that, that are looking to take their companies to the next level i also do quite a bit of media buying myself and i think that's important for a couple of reasons if you know you're out there saying that you know everything or know a lot about it it's it's oftentimes very important to be able to do it so i run a a, a small agency called cranking media uh, crankingmedia.com where we take a handful of direct response clients and, and, and generate high volume traffic for them uh, more in, li- in line with what an agency does um, you know and finally my third uh, kind of area of interest is um, creating social media experiences for small businesses and so I partnered with a, a, a bunch of great guys to start a business called Media Corns uh, M-E-D-I-A Corns C-O-R-N-S one of the that's founders that's one word yeah, that's right. Uh, one of the founders is enamored with unicorns, so we uh, okay. we just went. With it. But what, what we do there is we create. Um, you know, there's we we just have found that there's a number of small businesses out there that really look at the internet as a black box, and while they can run successful offline businesses, need um, companies like ours to help them uh, create engaging social experiences through the variety of things. So. Those are the three projects I work on. It, it, it keeps me super busy. It keeps me very plugged into the space and very, uh, and keeps me very interested. So I'm, I, again, I just consider myself very lucky to be able to do all these great things. I'll say, I mean, I'm with all of that going on. I'm, I'm amazed you find time to sleep. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I dream in direct marketing. You know, I mean, I, I, uh, I can't get away from it. I love it so much. That is fantastic. So. Um, in in terms of all of the things that you're currently doing, um, with with media buying and uh, with your coaching and uh, and so on, um, is is there one specific area that uh, that stands out as something that you would do that you're so passionate about that you would do even if you uh, didn't get paid to do it? Well, um, I do love coaching people and working through with their business issues. I found that you know over the last thirteen or so years, I've walked down so many roads, and many of them have been the wrong roads to rock down. But so long as you can kind of back up a little bit and take a, take off down a different road, you end up you know you end up learning quite a bit. And so, I, I really it's it, it's interesting to me to to hear the commonality of of small businesses and entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, in terms of understanding their their concerns, their passions, their problems, and apply what I know to them. So I, I really do get a kick out of uh, out of helping people. Uh, I did it in, within my own companies. I mean, we at one point had 160 employees, and so I really do get a kick out of out of um, personally developing them and watching them grow. And many of those people have gone on to create their own businesses. So I've built a network of friends, uh, of people that um, we've kind of walked a journey together. So uh, from that perspective, I think I, I get a kick out of uh, working with people on a one-on-one basis. Uh, it's something I would definitely still do for free if I could. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, and that's uh, that really is uh, – quite laudable because you know i feel i feel exactly the same way as you do scott which is that you know helping people um helping people 
achieve their dreams, helping entrepreneurs uh, build their businesses is hugely fulfilling. And, you know, I think we share a common passion there. And I'm very pleased to hear you say that. Uh, that's kind of my view as well as, as I go about uh, providing uh, some help uh, through my coaching to a variety of clients. Uh, that's kind of my, my thought as well. And I'm really pleased to hear you say that. Um, it's been a real pleasure uh, chatting with you, Scott. Now, if we have about a minute left uh, or a couple of minutes left. Uh, so in that time, any parting advice for, uh, uh, for our listeners on things that they should be looking at, hot new trends that you think uh, they ought to be focused on? Uh, any, any other bits of advice that you can offer? You know, I think it comes down to just showing up. I mean, this industry, look, the, the online industry is a quickly moving, dynamic industry. And, and I think that, you know, what most people just need to get is go out there and do something. Send some emails, attend a conference, make a phone call. I mean, I think you'll find that when you, when you develop that forward momentum in this industry, great things will start to happen. Um, focus on cash flow. Uh, really, that's the most important thing in an early stage company is, is getting money in the door. But look, I mean, we are blessed and lucky to be in this in this industry. I, I uh, shudder to think I was in doing something else like construction or maybe flipping hamburgers or something. Every day that I wake up, I remind myself sure. of how luck, lucky I am. Uh, and I think that uh, if people had that attitude of gratitude going into their business, uh, like me, they, they would really find it uh, very, very enjoyable. So uh, just get out there and do stuff. That's the most important thing. I think that is great advice. Um, and, you know, uh, you could not have you could not have said it better because there's a lot of things that a lot of people can do, and a good many of us spend a lot of time in our own heads. Uh, you know, we think up great ideas, but we never act on them. And we we listen to uh, people such as yourself, uh, you know, who are frankly inspirational. Uh, and then you think, wow, you know, I'd 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 like to be just like Scott. And then, uh, you know, nice ideas come into our heads, but we never really do anything about them. So your advice of actually get out there and do something, uh, take action, is I think uh, hugely, hugely useful. So thank you, Scott. I appreciate your uh, time. And uh, we'll look forward to speaking to you again sometime soon. But uh, good luck in, in everything you're doing. And uh, uh, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us on Entrepreneur Effect. Thanks for having me today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.